Hi everyone, my name is Walter Lim, and thank you for tuning in to the Majestic Road Podcast. Life with God is a wonderful journey that has its ups and downs. Right now, many of us could be facing a daunting downhill battle and trying to find a way to get back up. It is my hope that with this new season of the podcast, I can continue to encourage all of you, no matter the situation you're in or are currently facing. I pray that this episode will be uplifting and give you the joy and strength to stay on that journey with the Lord. Let's get going. My guest for today is someone I've known for several years now, and we've really grown together in our faith. He's always there with an encouraging word or worship song, and I even get blessed by his kids who have so much joy and energy for the Lord. It is so awesome to see. He's a certified personal trainer with a great outlook of improving your physical body as well as your spiritual body. He's Eugene Liao. Brother, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited for this. Um, I want to hear about your journey and just how God has moved in you in your life. So, um, But this episode or this season of the podcast, Eugene, is a little different uh, since we're all dealing with the worldwide pandemic known as the coronavirus. Um, and it's my hope and prayer that for you and your family and those around the world are really covered by the Lord's grace during this time. You know, we know that we'll get through this difficult time. It's just that we have to really remain strong. But for you, brother, how are you and your family doing uh, during these unique times in our lives? Uh, we're doing all right. I think it's, yeah, it is a very unique time. I mean, I think that, you know, we're trying to take it a day at a time and kind of almost live it, um, try to change things up. Um, you know, our whole, I mean, obviously our lives have changed um, uh, where we're just trying to adapt and kind of like once we're out of the whole quarantine pandemic, um, uh, be better for it. So, but, uh, just taking a day at a time. Yeah. That's a good attitude to have because you know, no one really knows <laughs> how this will play out. Um, but at the moment, as I mentioned, you are a certified personal trainer, uh, helping people with exciting workout regimens, improving their health. Uh, you do enjoy the physical activities, uh, and help get pe- people motivated to work out, but say that wasn't what you were doing now. You know, and you had a different choice. And what would your career path would have been if you had kind of gone a different route and really, you know, want to do what maybe was different from, you know, the exercise kind of idea? You know, that's uh, I've thought about that question very uh, many times. And um, the first thing that really came to mind was that I wanted to be a pastor. Um, you know, like um, like when I was in uh, when I was in the middle of working and applying to graduate schools, I was between applying to seminary and education programs. Um, And so I I actually initially thought I was going to be a pastor of a church of some sort, whether it was uh, leading a singles ministry or a youth group kind of thing. So I think if I wasn't doing this, uh, I think that's what I I would have, the path I would have chosen. Wow, that's 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 interesting. Uh, I mean, it's never too late. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people always have a midlife or mid-career change. Uh, uh, you know, and those are the good stories you hear, where um, when people get called to the ministry, it's like a drastic change, and it's you know, at a point in their life where it's either they're well established or you know they're like, wait, hold on, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And then I think um I think what's kind of really encouraging me is just through um you know when uh Pastor Sam, you know, our, our pastor at Catalyst has really really shaped 
my view on being a pastor. Um, and I think it's one of those things that, um, you know, you don't have to go to seminary necessarily to be a pastor. I mean, um, so I think, you know, maybe being a, a shepherd or a pastor, like a life group leader, and sometimes that's, and that's another avenue. So, and besides seminaries are expensive, <laughs> and I don't have that kind of money to, to go back to school. Oh, well, I do hope that um, there is something for you along that, those lines of teaching or, or shepherding, as you say, because I mean, you're definitely very encouraging and I think you have great wisdom. So um, let's look out for that. Let's get, say, keep me updated. Cause uh, you know, maybe uh, <laughs> sure. it'll go from training to uh, shepherding. So that'd be great. That's awesome. Uh, you do work for gym guys though. We'll touch on that now. Uh, gym guys with a Z it's www.gymguys.com. Um, so for that, what was it like? So obviously you had this initial thought of maybe possibly being a pastor and, you know, really teaching, but then obviously the whole idea of physical activity and training came. So what was that process like that you wanted to become a personal trainer? Um, it's, it's kind of funny. I mean, I think um, it's kind of like going back to school. Um, Cause I think I realized that I'm always a hands-on and a visual learner. Uh, when it comes to like learning things. So um, that process actually um, to become um, become a personal trainer was of going back to school because you had to study again. And the thing is when I when I was looking for to become a, uh, a certified personal trainer, there was a lot of certifying boards that you could go um, take the material you have to study for it, and then you go to a, like a prometric center take the test hopefully you pass it and um, then you have to get your like CPR AED <clears throat> certification but you know I have um, I'm dating myself but it's been about 20 years since I graduated college so the whole self-studying is not really normal to me um, so uh, fortunately I found a certifying board that blends the hands-on um, practicum as well as some of the online coursework um, and also I had to do several externship hours so basically I got to observe different kinds of training from like um, Alpha Krav Maga to to cycling to, to yoga um, to many things um, so it was uh, it was not a easy path because I wasn't used to studying uh, again um, but <laughs> but uh, but that was kind of like, and that's how I kind of came about becoming a, a personal trainer, at least how how I, how you become a personal trainer. Okay, so in the midst of that learning or, you know, education of tr training to become one, did you feel like, okay, did you have any hesitation or did you just go full bore and, you know, now obviously thankful that you kind of went through all that. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I have my reservations. I mean, absolutely. If, if I didn't, um, I, I think, you know, I was just, you know, when when I decided to pursue this of becoming a personal training, it, it was um, it was in the middle of like when I, I was not working. I mean, I was in the middle of I was, you know, laid off in my corporate job. And it's like, you know, is this really the path that I want to take? Because I don't really know what kind of money it's going to do to provide for my family. Um, but you know, it was just, uh, through a lot of prayer, um, and a lot of accountability and, and counseling, 
uh, that made me just said, let's, let's, let's press forward. Let's, um, yeah, let's, let's, let's keep, uh, let's keep up. And yeah, and I had support from my wife too. So I think when you had the support from your wife uh, to go forward with it, then uh, it's kind of like, it's, it's the blessing to go forward. Right. It's always good to have support because, you know, it's, you know, you feel like you're going to do this alone and it seems even harder. Um, So you, so you finish, you become certified, your your process of going back to school works out and now you're all set. Um, From that point though, did you have to choose a certain area in the sense of like what you want to train or is this, or is this become all encompass, you know, all aspects? How How do you like specialize or how do you kind of focus on what you want to train on? So, yeah, so that's a, that's a really good question. So, um, you know, like my initial certification was to um, being a certified personal trainer and because I want to learn just the basics of like anatomy and physiology of how the body works and how to, how to train just basically, you know, train anybody from like any age and so forth. Mm. Um, so it kind of gave me a good foundation um, but as I kind of got more into it, uh, I just found a, a place of I'm wanting to specialize more. Uh, and that's what uh, led me to get my uh, my uh, special, uh, special strong certification, which is focusing more on the special needs community. I was going to touch upon that. You do specialize in training clients with special needs. Um, what made you kind of, is it because of the study of the anatomy or like what pushed you towards that specific area? Um, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. Like it's been a, it's been a journey for me where I kind of feel like I've had, uh, setbacks in my life. I don't really call them setbacks anymore, but they were defining moments for me where, um, when I was, when I was growing up, um, you know, I was kind of a little bit, kind of like a slow learner, if you will. Um, I don't think they really labeled learning disabilities at that time. It was almost like taboo. Uh, but I knew that like I was being pulled out of my regular class to learn different things and different levels. So I kind of almost like, hey, maybe I have a learning disability. I don't know. Um, but then, you know, in high school, I was uh, I volunteered with this uh, special needs organization as a mentor for a buddy. And I was on uh, with a kid on the spectrum and just really loved that. Um, and also, you know, my, my best friend in high school, his his younger sister, uh, was a kid that was on the spectrum. We always had a really great uh, relationship. And then it wasn't really until actually, you can say fast forward, um, when I started working for Gym Guys, that you know I helped out with a summer camp uh, with kids on, on the spectrum. And for like for three weeks, I kind of led them in different fitness activities, exercise activities. And it was just so empowering and encouraging because um, when I was showing these kids how to do battle ropes and different activities, um, they're like, wow, I didn't know I could do that. I'm like, yeah, you know, and the fact is that I think, especially working with the special needs communities, they're often neglected. Um, they're off, often just not looked, um, uh, almost, uh, you know, I guess like a second rate citizen, if you will. Um, so I kind of just think about like my own life that I've always had to kind of overcome things. Um, and I think, you know, just working with the special needs community is just like a special connection. And that's what got me really motivated again, saying, Hey, these, uh, these, these kids, 
they they have a story to tell uh, and I want to help them write out that next chapter. That's really impressive. Uh, that's I'm glad you have that heart and thank you for sharing that, Eugene. Because um, I think, you know, especially in, in that community, it's hard to really connect and really give them the sense of uh, presence and a sense of encouragement and a sense of that they can still do it, even though they may be, you know, according to this world, different than what the world sees them as. Um, so no, thank you. That's really impressive. And I think that's good that you can use, utilize your skills, um, especially with gym guys and just the idea of overall health, because, you know, not everyone gets that opportunity. So being that you are hands-on and training and obviously a lot easier when you're with your client, but obviously in this current, uh, stage in our lives, as everyone is probably doing things virtually, uh, how are those trainings like when you have to train someone over a computer screen or a phone? <laughs> uh, they're, they're, they're comical, if anything else, because um, I'll tell you an example where there's um, one of my clients that I'm training. Um, we train via Zoom where I'll, I'll be in my front yard if it's not raining, and I'll train in his apartment. Um, and he's got a Labrador retriever, and every single time what we get on, his, his dog walks in the picture thinking it's time to play. <laughs> so um, so it gives us a little comic relief. And uh, my client always says, like, you know, he knows your voice. So as soon as my voice comes in, then it's like, okay, cue in the dog. <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, we've, uh, we can, it's, it's, it's fun. Uh, it's fun. I mean, it's definitely a different experience. I mean, we, we prefer to actually meet in person, but, you know, we make, uh, make do of what we have for it so um so yeah so do you see um any correlation right now um between the strong physical body and a strong spiritual body no absolutely i mean i i feel like they're i feel like they're definitely connected because um you know the bible says that our uh, body is a temple of the holy spirit in uh first corinthians 6 19 through 20 uh, and, you know, Paul says that our bodies are not our own, but God's, mm. um, you know, and in one commentary, there's, you know, bodies uh, that uh, there's a commentary that said our bodies are instruments of righteousness. Um, now, you know, back in um, back in biblical days, you know, the temple was a sacred meeting place uh, that, you know, that where God, um, people try to meet God. Um, but, you know, when Jesus came, he came to eliminate the temple of being a single location. And so because of his blood that made us clean, we can really consider ourselves pure and holy so that God's spirit can live in us. And, um, you know, we have a meeting place between heaven and earth to bring other people into communion with God. So in turn, you know, we're uh, taking our physical body and we got to also take in rest as well. Um, so if we don't rest, um, if we don't give rest, like, you know, physical rest and so forth, then we get, give open opportunities for the attacks of the enemy to lure us into temptations and we won't be of sober mind. So that's why I think um, it's not so much t- for us to um, be worshiped and adorned, um, but it's really uh, to really acknowledge that we're created in God's image and, you know, we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And um, if we can confidently combat the distractions uh, and to, so we can truly walk out our calling and a purpose on earth. So if we can remove all the junk in our lives and, and, and exercise is just one of those things, 
and then we're all the better. Is that something you also teach or um, provide in a sense uh, rest for your clients? You know, obviously you're, you're training them in their physical activities, but how much do you also stress to them? Like get your body rested and, you know, ready to basically handle whatever's coming their way. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. I, I mean, I encourage them like, you know, there, there's some some clients that they don't really exactly know the the basics of exercise. So sometimes they're like, oh, and like there was a client the other day that I was talking to that said like, oh, I, you know, I try to work out every day. And I'm like, well, when do you rest? Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like, oh, well, isn't that good for me? I'm like, no, you're you're doing more harm than good when, you know, you're not, uh, when not, not resting. So you got to have active rest days because your body needs to recover um, to, and those things. So like if you're, if you're working out every day, your body's not going to be a time to adjust. And also you're going to probably, you're probably going to hurt yourself. I mean, uh, more than anything. So yeah, I try to incorporate that as a part of the program. Right. And when you're with these clients, um, obviously you're not there to <laughs> minister to them, but do you see, or are there ways to transition in a way to really uh, use a workout as a ministry tool to really get them spiritually ready? No, absolutely. I mean, uh, one of the things that, you know, when, when, when I'm evaluating client for the very first time, I feel like that's where I get to hear their story and where, where I'm going to help them write that next story. So during that, uh, during that initial time, you know, I talked to them briefly about their medical history, their injuries, their medications, and then why are they on this journey? You know, why are they on this end? Um, why are they seeking help? And, you know, it's not that I always uh, incorporate faith in it there. Um, but, you know, I think over time I try to build a relationship with that person um, and then be able to share faith uh, with them and share them about um you know, what keeps me inspired, what gives me hope. Um, because, you know, there, there was an opportunity once that um, I was able to actually boldly talk about my faith because uh, uh, the, uh, the person I was ta- evaluating uh, had talked about her, uh, her faith and how, um, you know, God really saved her life um, through, through like a traumatic incident. So, uh, and I was able to, and I think that was just like an extra special connection that I felt. So I was like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm a lover of Jesus. Uh, I, I believe in healing and great things. And, you know, um, I think it was, it was just, it was one of those divine appointments. I think, um, that I was able to really openly share my faith and there's other opportunity, other clients, and I can pick up other stories that I was able to openly right from the beginning, share my faith. Um, but sometimes when, uh, when I got some of those, those, those were extra special to me. Oh, that's great. And I do hope for more divine appointments as you continue, <laughs> um, you know, working with your clients and, you know, giving, give, be given an opportunity to really share the gospel, uh, in that way. And you mentioned earlier that obviously you have a special connection, uh, with the special needs community and just how you really want to help them improve their overall health. You also have, um, a heart for the community outreach as well. I know that you like getting involved in that aspect. How do you utilize your skills currently and help those around you in a sense when you are in those uh, communities and being part of an outreach program? Um, yeah, I think, 
I think um, uh, it might be best answer to say like, you know, our uh, finding out what, um, what do people really need in this time of crisis? I mean, our church, Catalyst, you know, our mission is to be forerunners breaking boundaries. You know, we're called to be, to go to be witnesses in, in Jerusalem and in, in all Judea and Samaria and into the ends of the earth. And, you know, going out to those communities, is just finding out, um, you know, what they need. And I think a lot of times is that um, people neglect their physical health um, when, when it's like a, a difficult situation. Uh, sometimes people result to just eating junk food or just binge eating um, and something worse. So I, I guess I try to, um, I, I try to use um, fitness as that vehicle saying like, hey, we can, uh, we can in, improve and help you in another way, um, live a healthier lifestyle um, through other, uh, other means. So, um, so if we can do that, then, um, then we can accomplish our goal of helping those around us. What's been the uh, feedback or what's been the reaction to that? Have you noticed when you kind of push those ideas of, you know, physical readiness, but also just being really, you know, prepared to be living a healthy life? What's the, what, what's the reaction like when you've been out there? Um, you know, I think it's been a, it's been a mixed review because I think some people are kind of kind of stuck in in a ways in their in their thought patterns because it, it is a I'm not uh, I don't know if it's a cliche or something, but it is really a renewing of our minds, right? We gotta change our mindset. So I mean, so some people are like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, let, let's do it. Um, but then but then there's some that are like, well, I don't know about this, and sometimes. Um, sometimes costs, financial things. They're like, oh man, like, I don't know if I'd be able to afford that or so forth. And, um, you know, and unfortunately, you know, I, I, I guess in a way that I work for a corporation, so, you know, prices are fixed, so I can't, you know, I can't change that. Um, but, you know, I guess sometimes, yeah, but you know, in a way, maybe there's a way for me to offer those uh, services without charging, maybe, um, not under the gym guys way. I don't know. That makes sense. So the Christian walk is a journey uh, that has its highs and lows that we all go through. Sometimes it's not easy. Obviously, right now, this world is dealing with something that we feel like we're in a valley the whole time with this coronavirus pandemic. But Eugene, I'm also wondering if there was another point in your Christian walk that you just hit a breaking point and said, you know, and you cried out to the Lord asking for help and guidance throughout that time. Uh, too many to count here, but, um, but I think, you know, probably the most significant one for me was when I did actually, uh, lose my job, um, after just actually just moving into a, a house. Um, and, you know, I was trying to actually make sense of what was happening. Um, you know, my wife went back to work to kind of help with finances. And, um, and I think it was a divine, I believe it was a divine intervention because, uh, you know, my uh, wife is an optometrist and one of the patients she saw was a career coach. And he kind of basically, I never heard of a career coach, what they did, but he basically offered a free consultation over the phone to talk about whatever I wanted to about direction wise. And, you know, I took, him, uh, took, uh, took the free consultation. And when he, uh, when he was analyzing some of my answers, he said, you know, multiple times, 
uh, multiple times you, you told me how you want to help people. You want to help people. And the word help just came multiple times. Um, and I realized that at, to, at that point, I was helping people, um, but I think I was just kind of crunching numbers. I mean, I was helping people, you know, their, with their payroll or their 401k. Um, and it was, and in some ways, I need to see like a transformation, like almost right away. I wanted to see, uh, other than saying, "Hey, I saved you on uh, on, I saved you on your 401k." Um, I want to see a physical change. And that pretty much was a, a breaking point that actually really shifted my thinking of of what kind of career path I want and what I want actually want to do. Um, that which kind of almost led me, you know, into the fitness industry. I mean, I got to hear people's stories while working at the gym and love to see their transformation sometimes of over time. Um, you know, I think I mentioned earlier that there was a lady that was complete uh she was a professional bodybuilder and she actually uh one day she was in like the best shape of her life and then one day she went into shock and was paralyzed from the neck down onto her wow. feet um but by the grace of god uh she that who she credits and she said she was able to make a full recovery and be able to walk and mobilize ahead of schedule beyond the explanations of doctors and human explanations um, it was through that, it was that it was through one of those moments and hearing some of those stories made me realize uh, I'm right where God wants me to be. Wow. That's really amazing. Um, and we know that God always provides a way for us to see through what we're going through that, you know, our breakthrough moment, you know, where we kind of break through that low point, um, in our life. And, you know, obviously Eugene, after meeting, and discussing with this life coach and how help was part of your, I guess, you know, DNA. Um, was there a moment that you really got confirmation, you know, meeting this person through your wife and understanding what the goal was for you? Um, what was there a specific moment in mind for you that you knew that that step you took was the right one? Um, yeah, I, I don't know if there was this, this, uh, it's it's hard to say because I think it was all together um, a culmination of those things uh, because I mean God uh, you know God provided like so many opportunities to me um, you know for for me to do what I enjoy doing is and connecting with people and so forth so um, I think sometimes in our most difficult times rises a greater testimony um so um so i think if there was a just was just a pivotal just one thing i think it was just um you know when i when i basically when i started working uh, in the, the fitness club just hearing the stories and you know helping people along the way i think that that was probably the defined moment like saying yeah this is this is this is right this feels right this is what God wants me to do. And especially now with this pandemic that we're all facing, how would you share with people, you know, to kind of understand that feeling? You know, again, it's different for a lot of people, but like, especially now, you know, people are dealing with this pandemic with losing their jobs and their health and, you know, other um, difficulties. And as you said, you know, when you're at that um, gym, you felt right. Like, how would you you know, help people cope and understand what that feeling is like, especially now in these times. 
Yeah, no, I mean, that's a really great question. I, I think it's, you know, walking beside the people and maybe listening to them, uh, what, uh, what they're going through. Um, I think because, uh, you know, we can, um, we can, we can give advice, we can give those things, but sometimes it's just hearing their story of what they're going through. And, and just sometimes it's not giving advice at all, but just kind of praying for them. Um, cause you know, I, I really believe that we, we are a church and we're not, we're not a, defined by a building. Um, we're a mm-hmm. community that needs to really wrap our, our arms around not only with each other, but those around us. I mean, it's, it, it's, uh, one of the things, it's not just reading scripture verses, praying, soaking, um, but just being real and transparent with people, um, being vulnerable with them. Um, whether it's, you know, giving out calls, sending a text message, sharing a worship song, um, and just saying, Hey, I'm here for you. That's true. That's true. And everyone gets to a place because of somebody else, you know, God never really intended us to walk this earth alone. You know, he always gave us somebody to really share life with. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, you got to where you are because you had been connected through your wife for a life coach. And obviously the rest is kind of, as they say, history, because, you know, that kind of led you to where your path, but, at this time, Eugene, I was wondering if you could highlight a person or persons, if that may be, um, in your life that you knew that you could always count on, someone that had your back and kind of lifted you up when you needed that support. Uh, yeah, there's so many people I could think of. I mean, because I mean, I, I think it wouldn't. Um, it could be a combination of friends from even from my old church, from from my from my groomsmen, from my wedding, from my Calus community, from people from college. Um, but perhaps I'd say probably the most significant and most important is my wife, Kelly, because uh, she's just really been my sounding uh, sounding board and a person that just never uh, sugarcoats things. But mm-hmm. she just uh, sometimes she's just blunt out um, uh, blunt and and saying, like, this is how things are. Um, so, you know, we've been through some really difficult times uh, at, uh, in our life together but I can't think of anyone else I would want to do this life with. Shout out to Kelly, uh, doing a lot, <laughs> especially during these times. Yes. Um, you know, with yeah. Everyone at home, because I know how a lot of moms and mothers may feel with uh, the house being uh, packed 24-7 in the sense that none of us can leave. But no, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And yes, she's very, we're, I'm very blessed to know her and your family. You are listening to the Majestic Road Podcast. Uh, I'm Walter Lim, and joining me today is Eugene Liao, a fellow brother in Christ, a tremendous husband, father, and fitness guru, I'll say. <laughs> We're having a great discussion, and you've been sharing, Eugene, how the Lord has impacted your life on your journey. But now, just as God appeared to Moses at the burning bush, it's now time for Burning Questions. You ready, Eugene? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> this will be fun. Uh, as a trainer, and specifically for lifting weights, you know, I'm wondering what's your max weight that you actually have bench pressed. <laughs> it's a very difficult question, but uh, <laughs> I will say that I can, I can, I can bench press my weight, but I'm not going to tell you what that is. I'll leave it <laughs> to your own imagination. <laughs> Well, that's that's true because usually when you do a push up, you're benching your weight. Is that not true? Yes, yes, you okay. are. 
Yeah. Okay. Exactly. All right. Just curious. All right. All right. That's good. A uh, f- uh, very simple answer, but I'll take it. <laughs> uh, as you mentioned, your wife, Kelly, you're married to her and you have two beautiful children. And you mentioned prior our recording that you do enjoy road trips. So I was wondering, yeah. you know, taking the family, is there a place you haven't been that you would just love just to get in the car right now and then just go to? Uh, yeah, I can think of a couple of places, but, um, one of the places is actually the Ark in Kentucky, um, maybe Mount Rushmore, uh, Acadia National Park, um, maybe even, uh, uh, somewhere in Canada, like Toronto, Canada or Quebec. (laughs) Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Those are Montreal, Quebec are cool. Very historic cities. Yeah. Yep. Oh, nice. Actually, what's the longest you've been in a car road trip wise? (laughs) <laughs> uh, the longest i've been uh in the car and a road trip was when i was in college so i was in i went to college in north carolina and i had a friend that lived in another state so and we were meeting some other friends down in florida so i think it took about 15 hours for us to get to the final destination um so i think we covered the whole southern united states and i, I was beat by by then so nah never again will i make a 15 hour <laughs> ever again. Yeah, that's, that's cool. You're not never say never. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for your, your kids to say, hey, dad, can we go to Cali <laughs> in a car? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, you know, we're just going to have to get on a plane. I'll, I'll suck up the, the, the cost of a plane ticket if that's the case. That's probably a smarter move. Uh, so you do have some musical talent, which I did not know. Uh, you do play the trumpet. <laughs> Uh, not that I would ask you to play right now, but is there a song or a favorite tune that you just can pick up and play at any time? Um, you know, I don't know if there's a favorite tune uh, that I could just pick up kind of thing, because sometimes I'm just kind of feeling around, around. But um, what I, I uh, what I like to kind of just play sometimes is some of the Olympic, uh, like, you know, how the Olympics were supposed to go on this year so uh john williams is like a famous composer that wrote a lot of the olympic songs so there's a song called some of the heroes um that's kind of very heroic kind of in nature if you will and i just like to kind of play around with and um and sometimes kids are like what are you playing and i'll have to tell them um but it's, it's just something that's just kind of fun to play and, na- and nowadays it's just um with my son trying to learn how to play recorder, sometimes I'll just be playing, trying to play along with him as he's learning the recorder. That's cool. I'm waiting for a father-son uh, duo. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned, I guess. Stay tuned. And speaking of heroism, you enjoy movies and iconic heroes. Um, so I wonder for you, in a battle between Captain America and Maximus from the movie Gladiator, who would win? <laughs> uh that's a really tough one i mean uh, um but i would have to say captain america because uh, though maximus has the roman army training and so forth but i mean captain america is a super soldier so <laughs> that would take i think that would overtake any kind of roman roman army training true so. true but maximus has some grit and he's you know pretty savvy so he might have a chance, sure. but I agree. I think sure. Captain America being, you know, obviously insanely strong gives him an edge. Yes. <laughs> All right. And this next question, 
will hurt probably you and me in a sense that you are a New England Patriots fan. Boo. Um, but Tom Brady has left the team and took his talents to Tampa Bay. That being said, how many wins this season for your Brady-less Patriots? You know, that that hurts. Ouch. <laughs> um, uh, just hurts answering that question, but I will answer it. Uh, I'm going to say 10 wins. 10 wins. Wow. Uh, wow. I mean, uh, I mean... Uh, I guess I'm a very optimistic person, but I mean, as much as uh, I, you know, I think Tom Brady is probably the greatest uh, quarterback of all time, um, but it, it was Belichick that was the mastermind that devised all the different play calls, the defensive schemes, and so forth. And, you know, he, he's all about the adjustments in the second half. So, um, you know, he's had to go through diversity and change before, um, but uh, I'm going to be bold and say 10 wins. That's pretty good. I mean, let's see an if and when the season happens because obviously sports is on pause. Yeah. And obviously I shouldn't say yeah. anything because I follow the Jets and I think they're going to win like five games this year. So um, <laughs> kudos to the Patriots again for possibly winning the AFC title. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> and now Eugene, as we continue, um, as you continue your journey with the Lord, what is next for you? Obviously, you're still training virtually because of the pandemic, but you know, and you you have a heart for community and outreach. But is there something the Lord is stirring within you right now? You know, I think I'm just looking to see of how God's going to use me next, whether it is staying in the fitness uh, fitness industry or not. I mean, you know, I just really want to be used by God uh, with simple words of. Here I am, Lord, use me, send me. So uh, I don't really know exactly what that is, but just um, just trusting the Lord um, uh, of whatever comes next. Right. Yeah, I do believe that, especially in this season, I feel like even though we are sheltered in place, um, we can still figure out a way to use our, our tools um, to minister. And I really believe more so that, like, we hear all the time that the harvest is plentiful and we're ready to really pick and, you know, go and really make disciples for the Lord. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So before we say goodbye, uh, brother, um, especially in our current times, you know, where every life around us is impacted, you know, family, friends, coworkers, what have you, is there a parting gift of words of encouragement you'd like to leave with the listeners today? Hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I will say this, and it's actually from my son, um, Nate, mm-hmm. who's eight. Um, you know, we were listening to uh, worship songs one day, and the song Waymaker came on. And, you know, it, um, and he, he said something that was pretty profound to me, uh, that he said, because uh, well, some of the lyrics say, you know, you never stop working, you never stop working, um, talking about God. And he said, uh, if God never stops working for us, then uh, we should never stop believing in Him. Hmm. So you know, let's let's believe together that God has something greater in store for us. Let's not stop dreaming and believing that God has something wonderful for us, because you know it's going to be uh, a glorious unfolding when He does. And you know, to God be the glory. Amen. That's great encouragement. Well, Eugene, it was truly a pleasure. 
uh, spending time to talk with you today. Uh, for those that are looking for a personal trainer or just even some encouragement, both physically and spiritually, and maybe looking for ways to stay healthy during this uh, pandemic, uh, reach out to my brother here. Again, you can visit the website, www.gymguys.com, G-U-Y-Z, gymguys with a Z.com, or call him directly, 201-378-3567, 201-378-3567. Brother, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your amazing journey uh, with us today. Well, thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you for doing this. Thank you to everyone for listening. I hope that what we shared was inspiring and transformative for your life and will help you continue your personal walk with God. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to stay updated for future episodes. If you feel like a journey seems too tough, remember, God will put people in your lives to make that journey an amazing one. So be on the lookout. God's plan for you are always good. I'm Walter Lin. Take care and God bless.